This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 254, submission number 600, The Grudge Match. The Grudge Match was a syndicated weekly series that aired from September 7th, 1991 to September 6th, 1992. From coast to coast and all points in between, our combatants have come to the glamour capital of the world, Hollywood, California, to settle their disputes once and for all. From the Grudge Match Arena at Universal Studios, Amateur Rank Sports proudly presents The Grudge Match. Well, the People's Court, where you don't take the law in your own hands, you take them to court, would be on the wane by 1991, if I'm not mistaken. Well, wasn't it done by 93 or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was done by 93, but like the whole judicial genre was really dying at this point because divorce court, I think in 1991, was either gone or in its last legs. And you mentioned People's Court. And, yeah, there's many other shows that came and went in the late 80s and early 90s. And really, we wouldn't see a court show revival until... 1998, when we had well, 96, 96 was the People's Court revival. 96, yeah, I thought it was 98. Oh my, no, so this is the 26th year. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but still, Judy was the same year too. Well, yeah, Judge Judy was definitely 1996, 97, but yeah, I I mean, it wouldn't be till the late 90s when you had People's Court, you had Judge Judy. You had Judge Joe Brown. You had Judge Mills Lane, future installment. Yeah, it's like anything else. It's very cyclical. And between basically the start of the decade and the end of the decade, it was sort of a a dry spell for a good five, six years. Pretty much. But you know what was the new hotness in the late 80s, early 90s? The syndicated weekly. These are shows that you could put on either any time during the weekend and they would do well. I mean, you'd have shows like Out of This World, Superboy, My Secret Identity, and a favorite of Saturday afternoons in my house, American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. American Gladiators, baby. And also, we touched on one of them last year with Wild West Showdown and um, Knights and Warriors, where we learned, thanks to Joe Fowler, that King Arthur would be so very proud of the games on Knights and Warriors. Don't believe us? Here are the receipts. Hi again, everybody. I'm Joe Fowler. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, I'll be calling the action throughout today's telecast as we take you back to the games of King Arthur's court, and he would be so very proud of these games. And you can watch every episode of Knights and Warriors on the Roku channel. So if you want to watch Joe Fowler and make King Arthur proud, you can go to the Roku channel and watch Knights and Warriors. Unfortunately, you're not going to see every episode of the Grudge Match on Roku. Oh, that's a shame. 
or Pluto. No, wait, hold on. I'm rewinding for a second. Knights and Warriors is on the Roku channel. Is it on demand or is there actually a channel where they show? It's on demand on the Roku channel. Oh, okay. 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 All right. We got it. Okay. I I, I thought it was some sort of deal like there was some sort of standalone Roku reality channel or competition channel. And it's one of those that's interspersed shown, you know, an hour or two hours a day and you get reruns after two weeks. Okay. I'm sure it is somewhere on the Roku channel, but you can watch it on demand on Roku. I know what I'm doing tonight. Yep. King Arthur would be so very proud of you watching Knights and Warriors streaming on the Roku channel. Well, I don't want to disappoint King Arthur. That would just be bad. Oh. But we're not here to talk about that. We've already talked about it. It's done. We've made our peace with it. It's done. Now we're talking about another syndicated find from the late 80s, early 90s, and that would be the grudge match, which played out like a boxing match gone very, very, very wrong. And when we say very wrong, extremely wrong. And the beauty of this show is basically how it was played straight. Like, here is your basic every plot of this show. Two people, because there is no court show to hammer any of this out. Two people with beef come to the grudge match. They explain their beef with a video. They may expound on it a bit. And then we go into the ring for a match. It wasn't just any match. Yes, we have people wearing matching outfits right down to their t-shirts and customized Chuck Taylors. But this was a match unlike anything you've ever seen before on television. You're not going to be boxing. It is a boxing match, but you're not going to be boxing. You are going to be throwing random items at your opponent. So this is double dare in a boxing ring. It's double dare. It's a double dare physical challenge in a boxing ring. Well, now wait. I remember on this show they did have boxing, but it wasn't with traditional boxing gloves. They're like really, really, really huge because obviously you don't want to give anybody a broken nose or no, a bloody nose. It was those play boxing gloves. Yeah, it was like your sock and boppers. You know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're humongous. The sock and boppers. Sock and boppers. More fun than a pillow fight. Something like that. And basically, whoever won the grudge match would get a prize. But it wasn't whoever out the most whatever the audience voted for the winner oh this is not good why would you let the audience choose the winner yeah because that was always a good idea why couldn't you have actual judges like I'm sure Herb was doing nothing in 1991 maybe he could have been a judge like he did in Wrestlemania 2 who knows who knows indeed well, I think part of it was the pity aspect, because I think they did sort of plead to the audience and say, 
oh you know my dog got hurt in the altercation oh bull crap your dog got hurt in the altercation. well i'm just saying that there was a little bit of a pity aspect so yeah that's your every plot so who do they get to host this thing they got a big name they got two big names two big names one bigger than the other but nevertheless big the main host was a man whose story, albeit incredibly fictionalized, we covered on this podcast a long time ago. Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, because at this point, he would have, because this was 91, 92, he would have left the WWF a year earlier. And I think during the run of this show, he would have, in 92, just gone to WCW. So this was like his in between the WWF and WCW at this point. And also it really wasn't that long ago we talked about him. It was only episode 214, so that would have been what, maybe five months ago? Four months ago? Yeah, we covered that terrible TV movie. But we also did talk about Jesse back in episode 50 in pilot month 2020 with tag team with Friday Piper. Uh-huh. It always goes back to tag team. You bet it does. Just throw it back to episode 50 once again. The McDonald's grilled steak sandwich. Just terrible. Terrible. What were you thinking, McDonald's? But that's neither here or there. So you got Jesse. You got a big coup in getting Jesse fresh off his run on the WWF. So here you got him announcing this show. But the play-by-play man, Chico. Oh, God. The play-by-play man. A legend. A legend in his field. The one. The only. Steve Albert. Yes, the brother of Morv. And also, he was the voice of Showtime Boxing. Yep. He's one of those people that you recognize his voice anywhere. Oh, speaking of voices that you'd recognize from anywhere. Oh? Oh, the announcer, the ring announcer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about him a while. We talked about him back last year during the Olympics month with Man vs. Beast. The one, the only, Michael Buffer. Yes. Let's get ready for jalapeno poppers! Oh, I love that commercial. I love that commercial, too. Oh, gosh. I hate that commercial. You know, it's just sitting right there. I gotta say it. If you guys didn't think of this, too bad. Let's get ready for apple crumble! (laughs) Seriously! It's right there! What rhymes with rumble that you eat? Apple crumble. He's not wrong, people. He's not wrong. And that's why I teach and don't write ads for a living. But hey, there is one other name we need to talk about, I think. Oh? Uh, The referee on this show. Oh, the referee, yes. Oh, my gosh. This was one of the funniest comedians of the 90s and 2000s. Sadly, no longer with us. Oh, unfortunately. John Panette. Yeah. John Panette. And really, there's two places I think we would recognize him from. One is Greg's favorite show of all time, just about. 
Parker Lewis can't lose. Oh yeah, because he can't lose. Well, well, that, but also he played the the coach on that show. Yes, he did. But also, he had a role on the finale. Yes, of Seinfeld. He was the he was the person that got mugged in the final episode of Seinfeld, which Jerry and everyone witnessed, which led them to get arrested and be put on trial in the finale. So he played a pivotal role in the final episode of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, very huge role. That's your referee, and John Panette couldn't have been older than about 27, 28 at this point. No. Young guy. It would be 1991, so, yeah, he'd be 27. Yeah, comic legend. If you've never seen any of his stand-up, go pull it up on YouTube. Absolutely hilarious. Maybe a little insensitive nowadays, but absolutely hilarious. Yes. Oh, but Chico, each of the fighters came with a trainer. Now, do you want to look up who the trainers were? Uh, Let me see who the trainers were. Because you're going to love this. You're going to love this, Chico. Uh, The people, the the quarter man. The quarter. the, The quarter man. The cut man. Of the grudge match, if you will. Yeah. Andy and Pete Steinfeld? And do you know what that's significant? Do you know who their brother is? Um, is it a guy named Jake? Yes! Oh, jeez. This has now gone full 80s slash 90s. Jake Steinfeld. Oh, no. uh, oh wait, wait! Uh, yes, because that's why better, that's why y'all. I brought this up, because Chico, you're gonna love this one fact. That's better, y'all. Do you know who Pete Steinfeld's daughter is? I know. But I want Mike to guess. I, I don't know. I, I know who Jake is, but I don't know who the daughter is, no. Jake's niece. Peter's niece. daughter. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I should have made that connection. Yeah. Singer, actress, bumblebee owner. And the second Hawkeye. And the second Hawkeye. And also Gwen Stacy. When did she play? Oh! Across the Spider-Verse. And across across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Coming later this year. And... Who knows when part two is going to be? With with Lepardon, I hope. Yeah, and Oscar. From previous installment, Japanese Spider-Man. And Moon Knight is playing Spider-Man 2099. Or Apocalypse if you're in the X-Men continuity. Oh, and also we should throw out there, if you don't know who Jake Steinfeld is, Body by Jake. and That's all you need to know. And Big Brother Jake from the Family Channel. Body by Jake. That too. Yeah, I mean those. I mean, if you don't know what Body by Jake is or Big Brother Jake is, what podcast are you even listening to? Come or, on! Or you didn't grow up in the early nineties. That's the answer. You're too young. Exactly. You're too, you're too young. You're too young. Body by Jake. That's the first Body by Jake reference we've made on this podcast, Greg. Since you mentioned it. I, Big Brother Jake has to be on the list. It's already on. It's already long since oh. on the list. Then, oh, then it, it is good. To, then it has to be scheduled sometime. One day we'll probably have to schedule that. But oh I'm my for- gosh! 
Well, but, too bad you use your money on the bank on the famous Teddy Z. Jeez. Ooh, Teddy. Ooh, Teddy. Boy, now I have to use my money in the bank next year on Big Brother Jake. Dang it. No, no. You got you have to make up for the last two years. You really do, dude. Oh, am I really making up for it over the last two years? I don't know about that. Oh my gosh, Big Brother Jake. Oh, we've gone way off the rails. Well, we kind of had to because I was looking for an episode to watch for this show. And I couldn't find one. I mean, all I could find were random clips and uh, basically uh, research from other places. Well, the game shows at fandom.com. Well, well, you're in luck because... Our friends, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn from the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast recently reviewed this and uploaded an episode to YouTube. So we might as well watch it on YouTube together, shall we? Yay! 11-year-old Chico is back. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like a blast back to like my junior, senior year of high school. This is great. Okay, here we go. Come back to Capcom to the glamour capital of the world, Hollywood, California, to settle their disputes once and for all. From the Grudge Match Arena at Universal Studios, Amateur Rank Sports proudly presents the Grudge Amateur Rank Sports. What the hell is Amateur Rank Sports? It ain't top rank sports, that's Simpson vs. Gardner, the Phantom Message. A brother and a sister fighting over a borrowed camera that was lost out of a... What?! And you can tell they're ex-best friends because it says right on the bottom, <laughs> ex-best friends. And also, Butner, sweet mullet. <laughs> His picture, though, looks like it's a mugshot. Yes, it, it does, does look like, it does look like, did you know you were going to be on television, good sir? Well, obviously not because he's got that face. <laughs> Welcome to the Grudge Match Arena. I'm Steve Albert, and I'll be calling the play-by-play along with my good friend Jesse the Body Ventura. And Jesse, we've got three outstanding matches today. And the great thing about this is, Steve, these are regular people. They are not trained athletes or actors. That's right. These are real people who've decided to take matters into their own hands to settle their disputes. And Jesse, tell us how the Grudge Match works. The Grudge Match consists of three one-minute rounds. In the first round, the contestants use either oversized boxing gloves or weapons chosen similar by our games commission the, the second and third rounds are the contestants they choose their own weapons and the great thing is our audience chooses the winner all right our first magical is that never end let's see what they have to say fast okay my name is kurt gardner and my grudge is with my little brother lonnie simpson here's what happened me and Lonnie had made an appointment to pick up his motorcycle. It looks on like Saturday. cameo. Lonnie decided 
He does. Y'all remember Cameo, right? Yes. To do it. No, 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 no. My brother has it all wrong. He didn't go that way at all. I tried to page him three times. I left two Sweet ass angel. never called me back. Sweet ass angel's hat. I found out that he was out of town. Okay, I'll admit it. I could have stayed. And he looks like Belt Fifth Fine woman, and she lived up in Oakland. I canceled some work. I could have made some money that day. I had a choice of picking up the bike or seeing the woman. I picked the woman. My brother had the choice of picking up the bike or making some money. Hmm. My little brother has kind of always been this way. I mean, uh, in these kind of situations, he's irresponsible. He, he was inconsiderate about it. And he even had an attitude about it. He might be the older brother, but I'm the bigger man. And I'm going to prove that as soon as we get into the ring, I'm going to show him and I'm going to show everybody that I was right and he was wrong. Lonnie, this time I'm going to get the revenge. I'm going to cop the attitude. I'm going to kick your butt in this ring. I sense a problem between these two. Nice Let's find shoot, out what by the weapons way. they plan to use. Here's Paula McClure. Well, Steve, here in the gallery of weapons, we take the our collection very seriously. One, our contestants have already... What the hell? Okay, so we have everything from a morning star, a couple of hockey sticks, boxing gloves, some feather dusters, a bow and arrow, and a pair of psi, and also shuriken, and little blue balls. <laughs> Those are not the weapons that you're going to be using, by the way. Are they getting ready to fight, or are they going to have foreplay? <laughs> I don't know, but this is... I don't, I don't know, but I'm getting kind of... Uh, I'm feeling some kind of way right about now. What the hell is that? That's Nugenics. That's Nugenics. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's just me looking at Lisa Canning on Knights of Warriors. Kurt wants to use an fire extinguisher filled with grudge glop and dust. Grudge glop and dust. Grudge glop and dust. What is grudge glop? Is it made out of the same stuff as schmutz? Yeah, they probably can't use the word slime. That's probably a Nickelodeon thing or, or Gak, obviously. Duh. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna tar and feather. They're gonna tar and feather each other. And they're watching. Uh, tar and feather. That that doesn't age well. Sorry, guys. Oh no, especially in 2022. Yeah, they're using chocolate and feathers. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> and if Kirk wins, he gets a lazy boy. You may enjoy quality and comfort as you rock, recline, or relax. Furnished by Lazy Boy. Back to you, Steve. All right, Paula, we're ready to rock and roll here at the Grudge Match Arena. A battle of two brothers. Oh, that one kid in the green shirt, he's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Because <laughs> it's 1991, you see. Yeah. Lonnie Bart Simpson. They do not write their own nicknames, obviously. No. And as you can see on the, the grudge, grudge cam, cam. As you can see on the grudge cam, Joshua's quarter and joining him is cut man Pete Steinfeld. That's Haley's daddy, by the way. And then you gotta put the mouth guard in because it's Texas. Captain Kirk Captain Kirk Gordner! Captain! <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Andrew Steinfeld. 
Diggs' little brother. They're trying too hard. I'm sorry. Oh, here's Michael Buffer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the grudge match. Our matches are sanctioned by Amateur Rank Sports. Games Commissioner... Let's get ready for Apple Crumble! At this time, let me introduce to you our officials assigned to the ring. First of all, two of America's finest physical fitness experts, each assigned as cornerman and trainer. In the red corner, we have Pete Steinfeld. It's Haley's daddy! And across the ring, his twin brother assigned to the blue corner, Andrew Steinfeld. At the end of each match, both riding their brother Jake's coattails. The championship built by our grudge match lady, the very lovely Teresa. Ooh! And in the ring, at this the, time, the 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 all the action. Now, now wait a second, who did they say the, 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 the ring model is? Teresa Ray. I heard. We talked about Teresa Ring. We talked about her on, uh, on Get a Life. She was, oh! she was the, 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 the stewardess on Get a Life. Oh, and we talked about her because she was on Strike It uh, Rich. The, the oh, the on Strike It Rich. Oh, okay, so second time. That's what I, like... I wanted to hear the name. Wow, look at John. He's like head over heels in love. Like, he oh, wants he wants her so bad. From Boston, Massachusetts, our referee John Pennett. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from the Grudge Match Arena. Uh, no, we're not gonna do that. No, 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 get... no, 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 we no, cannot say it. You cannot say it. Let's get ready for Apple Crumble. This is where we'd have uh, Jack going. No, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. Just like that. And Detroit, Michigan, standing five feet nine, and weighing in at one hundred fifty-five pounds. Introducing Lonnie First time I think we've ever documented Michael Buffer ever saying Bart Simpson. Can you tell us not the last? Not the last. Tipping the scales at 195 pounds, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Kirk Gardner. Well, hold on. Did Michael Buffer introduce Homer to the ring in that one episode of The Simpsons where he fought Dredrick Tatum? Yes, he did. And he came out to "Why Can't We Be Friends" with a yes. with a ring robe that said literally "opponent." <laughs> By the way, not even the third time we've talked about Teresa Ring. She was on an episode of O'Hara. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, wow. That's number four. That's four times we've. Well, actually, it's three times. But we we mentioned she was the uh, hostess on uh, the model Rick. on. Uh, on Striker Rich. Hey, yeah. one, no. one more and you're automatically in the Hall of Fame, Teresa. So Hold on. It's time for you to get to work. Hold on. No bandit, no bandit. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag no bandit, no bandit. Hashtag no bandit, no bandit. Wait, did you just, just call me? No, we were talking get about the bandit. We were talking about the bandit from Strike It Rich, Chico. He was a poor man's version of you, Whammy. I want to join your show so badly. Well, Whammy, what do you think of this grudge match? I'm just glad they didn't get me in the ring. They'd beat the crap out of me. And they take all those cars I've stolen over the years. <laughs> are you steal cars, Whammy? Who do you I steal think you whatever are? isn't bolted to the floor, my friend. Oh. 
money, Paris trips. Oh, you steal steal everything. Yeah, money, cars, trips, women, whatever. I don't want to know about the women you steal. Well, I take them back to my bedroom and use those whips and chains. No, 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 And this show has hit rock bottom. Okay, let's... Uh... All right, guys, let's have a nice clean round of boxing. No hitting below the belt, any of that stuff. Uh, if somebody gets knocked down, the other person must go to a neutral corner. If you get in any trouble, go to a neutral corner. We'll take care of it. Touch gloves. When the bell rings, come out. Let's settle this grudge. Come out. All right, Jesse, how do these fighters stack up? All right, well, obviously, let's go to the tail of the tape here. Years old, five, nine, uh, works in a Gardner's got Gardner, like 20 pounds on this guy, and uh, he cameraman. is a cameraman, so, so obviously a lot of, obviously a lot of pet up range. All right, Jesse, the rules are standing. And we got the rules here. We got a standing eight count, a three knockdown rule. Only the referee can stop the fight. Cannot be saved by the bell. And the audience chooses the winner. So basically, the first four rules do not apply because the audience chooses the winner. Yeah. That is weak. Anyway. It is. Uh, 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 hey, Hannibal, what do you think of this? No three knockdown rule. Wow. Only the referee can stop the fight. The fighter cannot be saved by the bell. Well, the it does make sense because, again, timing. If you get three fights in at about 15 minutes each, you know, if you actually have an uh, actual fight end in, like, round one, you got to fill 10 minutes. Not good. Let's get it going. They are pretty, you can, you can tell they've had absolutely no training in this. I just said that, Jesse. Oh my god, he's got him in a headlock. That's not legal in boxing. They're inventing MMA right before our eyes. Come on, put him in a submission hole. Wait, Dana White created MMA because of this show? Probably. I don't or, know. Or, well, not MMA, but UFC. I'm sorry. Oh. How do you feel? How many fingers am I holding up? Yeah, they don't realize how responsibility is, brother. What day is it? Here's the punch at the bell. Look at that. As you can see, Kirk landed more punches from a percentage standpoint and from a number of standpoints. And from all the other standpoints. And right now, Teresa Ray is 
She's almost ensuring her spot in the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah. Oh, yes. Next is fire extinguishers filled with... Oh. Oh, my God. Look at what happened to the camera. Grunge block and dust. Dust, and it knocked out the camera. Oh, look, the audience in the first few rows of ponchos, it's almost like going to a Gallagher concert. And of course, Jesse and Steve are protected by that, like, sand seal. Oh, that's good. You don't want to flop the hose. That's just bad Oh, oh, oh! Did you just, he just squirt him in the butt? I think he swallowed some extinguisher stuff. There he's got a new one. That's not just water, folks. That's cloth. And we're down to 10 seconds to go. No, he's not even trying. Now he's just going. Now he's just. He's like, ugh. This is just. This is totally a. I think Kirk's Kirk's got this. He's like, I'm a who a badass now. I'm a bad man. Remember, Kirk is Kirk's the one with the grudge. Yeah, Kirk's the one with the grudge. Yeah, on his brother. And we watch Teresa Reigns. Yeah, I know what you're going for. I hope she's careful. Round three, tar and feather time, ladies and gentlemen. Where Cover the opponent with chocolate and the goose feathers. Feathers to tar and feather each other. Oh, no. And this stuff really ought to stick in light of what we just saw in round two. There's the bell, and here we go. Look at that. Oh, 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 he's doing a little bit more than you know what? I think UFC would be better if they had, like, glop and chocolate syrup. Yeah! Make it more entertaining. I'm never eating Hershey's syrup again. This is just absolute carnage. And Kurt, as you can see, is just turning him into a gigantic fella. Oh, an excellent move. Did he just do the Alpha 5 move? Yes, he did. Fuck it on him. Yes, he did. What a pathetic display. And he's trying to hope up the crowd, too. He knows, he knows the audience size the winner, but they know a jerk when they see him. Captain Kirk Gardner, he thought he won it, and here is some of the tremendous action from that third round. Look at that! He just... The push-off by Captain Kirk Gardner. 
And now they've got each other in a stranglehold. <laughs> and a good backhand maneuver. By and then he just puts it back, a basket back on his head. Let's go up to... Like, I know Buffer. you just did not all five well, Ladies and gentlemen, who will it be? Lonnie Bart Simpson or Captain Kurt Gardner. Our judges are at ringside. They're in our audience. They'll decide, and we'll have that decision for you in just a moment. And while they tally it up, we'll be back with the results right after these words. You can't see it, but I'm dancing to this music. It's very dancing. We are back at a capacity grudge match arena. Look at the remains of this fight. Yeah, how, what is the capacity of too grudge close match to call, but let's go up to Michael Buffer. I don't know. Whatever soundstage at Universal can fit. Have come to a decision. The winner by 70. I was going to say, maybe like 300, 350, like Price is Right size. The winner is in the blue oh. corner. And no contest, 76 to 24. Kirk won it. No. Oh, look at that. the judges went overwhelmingly for your brother Kirk. I gotta disagree with them a little bit. I thought the fight was a lot closer than what they indicated. But I'll tell you what, you look winded. The grudge match is tough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty rough, but, uh... Lonnie Bart Simpson. Loser. <laughs> You're a loser. 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 Again, if this was a video, you'd see me doing this. He's Hold got on. the L on his forehead. Oh, let me take a snap of this. Take a snappy of that. Show it for the world to see. Let everybody love it. Give everybody. I, there and I, I won all three rounds, so I'm proud. My ass, you won all three oh. rounds. No, you didn't win all three rounds. You went all three rounds. Okay, thank you. Kirk, you won the grudge. I thought you did a great job. You two put on one hell of a fight. And, you know, this grudge match is tougher than it looks, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be easy. It was like, oh, no, my brother's going to kick my butt. Couldn't let that happen. Couldn't let that happen. Absolutely. Well, you did a great job. Congratulations. And will you shake hands and end the grudge? Yeah! See, that's, that's the thing I like about this show. At the end of the day, it's all love. Gotta keep, you know, it's all love. Hugs and hand pounds at the end. <laughs> Look at Steve! <laughs> He's got some of that crap on his suit, too. I thought he was behind plexiglass. Yeah, you know, I guess it didn't go far enough. <laughs> Didn't go high enough, at least. Well, that's why you shouldn't wear black, uh, a black tuxedo on this show. I hope he, I brought, I hope he brought his lens roller. Okay, here's our second grudge. Here's what they have to say. My name is David Grandy, and my grudge is with my sister Karen, who begged me to borrow my video camera for her trip to Europe. And while she was there, she lost it. I was probably a little bit careless, but it, uh... Seeing the things in Europe, doing the things in Europe, or just that was what was pressing. She looks mind. like a guy who lost it. She looks in her trip. Sorry, she didn't sorry. Even call me I am like so I sorry. Spoil my whole trip to Europe to stop. And she looks you. like and she could take a guy. She waits till she gets home, 
And then I finally, when I asked for it, because I wanted Their houses look peak 90s. I mean, yeah. Peak early 90s. Oh my gosh. It was a very expensive camera, one of the palm size. It was brand new. You're probably just mad because it got to go to Europe and you didn't. It's been months and she hasn't made any effort to to compensate me at all. Well, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I can't charge it on my credit card, and I don't have the cash. I just can't forgive her because it was careless. I lost something. It's not like I meant to do it, you know? I lost something. Karen, when I get you into the ring, I'm going to beat about $800 worth of video camera out of you and some respect for other people's stuff into you. Will you go ahead and give it your best shot? Because when I'm done with you, you can't go run to mom. Well, I'll tell you this. She is a total Karen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David Senator Grandy. Oh, my gosh. And we have There's a Fred Grandy reference. Yeah. Handy. Okay, Karen. Okay. Oh, she's a real Karen because her name is Karen. Yeah. Okay, what's in the gallery of weapons? They got marshmallows, whipped cream. What? In round two, they're going to throw tomatoes and block with tennis rackets. And in round three, Karen chose huh. to throw fruit pies with highlight sticks. Now it should be a what? sweet round. Uh, I'm sorry, what? To win fruit pies. I mean, fruit pies with the highlights. The highlights. Yeah, well, that's not a stick, but you know what it is. Like yeah, the, the curved glove shape. The curved glove shape and highlight, yeah. Yeah. Handy Karen Grandy. Oh God. Okay, Karen. For this match will remain the same. For this, the grudge match battle of lust in Europe. Introducing first in the red corner. He's from Northridge, California. Standing five feet seven away. Damn right he is. At an even 125 pounds. They said they got 125 pounds soaking wet. And wasn't Fred Grandy a congressman, not a senator? Yeah, he was a congressman. Yeah, he's a congressman. congressman Gopher. Why didn't they just call him Congressman Grandy? I don't know. It wouldn't fit on the lower third. Probably. I guess. I don't know. Too, too long, maybe? I don't know. But still, love a good Fred Grandy reference. And his opponent in the blue corner, also from Northwest California. Look, even the crowd knows. Boo. Uh, if there's any problems during the match or anything, just let me know or go to a Is there a uh, scenario where Karen does not kick this mad. guy's ass? And the numbers, Jesse, are fairly even here. They're very interesting. David Grandy, 25. Oh, David is a chauffeur. And Karen's a manicurist. Twenty-eight is a manicurist, and what's interesting, she has him both in height and weight, Steve. Well, she's a manicurist who looks to nail him. The rules. Oh. <laughs> the rules this what? A standing eight count applies. No three. Not a good choice of words, Steve. And the fighter cannot be saved by the bell. The audience chooses the winner at the end of round three. It's the battle of lost in Europe. David loaned Karen his video camera to take on a trip to Europe. She lost it and never replaced it. 
<laughs> oh my God. They're going to be bouncing around the ring. That's right. They're going to try to knock each down. Oh my. What's going to be interesting now, we're going to go from the blue grudge cam. Oh boy. Grandy's look. You're going to see exactly what she sees. There you go. When the bell rings. And this is what she sees. <laughs> this has got to be the birth of like the sumo wrestling uniforms. The, the big inflatable ones. Yeah. This has to be the birth of that. And oh God, he's just throwing her all over the place. Oh, they're gonna use the tennis rackets with the tomatoes. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Gonna get messy really quickly. So how? I'm guessing they're gonna serve the tomatoes to each other. No, they're gonna no. They're well, they, they may sound like the tennis rackets are the defense. Not oh, okay, using the, the defense. Okay, they're they gonna person. Throw okay. the tomatoes. Tennis rackets. Okay. As you can see, Teresa Riggins takes presses. Wisely, I must say. Duh. This is McEnroe and Cutters right here. Yeah. Why go to Wimbledon when you can come to the grudge match? The only difference is raining tomatoes. Good hit there by David. He's a southpaw. She's a righty. She's of the more conventional style. What is stopping either of them from grabbing the whole bucket of tomatoes and just dropping it on their opponent's head? Oh, Karen nailed it. The Geneva Convention? I don't know. You gotta throw it from over those ropes. It's not easy. Great action here. Great shots. He's blocking well. Good defense. Yeah, that's not as yucky as I think we thought it would be. I got a great. Look at this kid with the tomato. Look at how happy she is. <laughs> She's going to take that tomato home with her. I went to this TV show. Look, I got a souvenir. Problems, it's all moldy by the time she gets to Throw that show. thing away. A good catch. All right, she gets to keep that tomato. It's just like going to Dodger Stadium. 
Let's go back and watch some defense right here. Let's <laughs> go to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> we went from Dodger Stadium. We went from Wimbledon to Dodger Stadium. I don't understand, Jesse. What? That's similar to like getting a foul ball at Dodger Stadium. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, that's exactly what I think he means. It's like getting a a home run ball or a foul ball. Yeah. Okay. But foul balls don't become rotten in a week. Oh, nice block. I love that they kept stats on the tomato throwing. You know what, Mike? This is like the OG, like, stat cast or next-gen stat. Well, it's like a boxing match. I mean, in boxing matches, they show how many punches were landed. And- oh, yeah. But I, yeah, but who would keep track of, like, how many tomatoes you threw or something ridiculous like that? But again, it makes sense, given that it's trying to make a parallel of boxing. Of boxing, yeah. yes. I, 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 I get it. I get it. All right. Well, here's Teresa holding his three. Like, ooh. Nice. Fruit highlight. Small. Oh, no. oh, John! Like the guy doesn't get enough for lunch. Look at him, taking a little taste. Hey, quality control. Thank you, John. Oh, now they're not even bothering. They're not even. They're not even bothering with the highlights. Okay, this is what. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. This is what should have happened with the tomatoes. This is what should have happened with the tomatoes. By the way, the term you're looking for is a fest. Oh yeah, that's the highlight stick. Okay. And they're not even bothering. Oh no! Oh whoa! No! He's he's And now Karen's got him in a chokehold. Oh, I, I gotta say, Karen, I think she's gonna win this. I think so too. That, I mean, that could have been the game. Right David lost all his control by going to Karen, and he has played with fire. No. And John's like, "Ooh, thank God that's over." I can get some of the leftovers. Here's a facial. Yeah, that may be the match right there. Oh, that chokehold. That did it. The, the chokehold and the fruit to the face. That looks like great. It does. Now you, now you know in that last match what they could have used? Apple crumble. They could have used apple crumble in that last round. All right, let's hear Michael's announcement. Let's get ready for apple crumble. And they have decided by a margin of 64 to 36%, the winner is in the blue corner. 
Yeah, we saw that coming. Justice, no personal satisfaction for the senator. As Handy Karen Grandy, the nope. sister, wins, nope. she'll get her victory belt applied by the lovely Teresa Ring. And standing by with the loser is Jesse the Body Ventura. Um, well, do we have prizes? I thought they said $750 to the winner. Yeah, $750. So he lost his camera and he didn't even get money for it. By the way, a callback to the last episode. I'm watching Knights of Warriors while we're doing this. Yeah. You know who produced Knights of Warriors? Who? Oh. Gary Gilden. Oh, yeah. Creator of Top Secret. Oh. As I said to your brother, I think it backfired a little on him when he came across that last round because I had it pretty even right there. And you got him in that headlock and you mashed him with that food real tough. And that's what we call it. it for you. You're right. I wasn't going to run across that slippery stuff because I knew I'd fall and get my face in it, so I took his in it. All right. Well, congratulations on winning on the grudge match. David and Karen. Will you shake hands and call the grudge over? All right, there we go, Steve Albert. We've solved another grudge here on the grudge match. Back to you, Steve. Thank you, Jesse. Well, our next match features ex-best friends battling over the grudge that ruined their friendship. Oh, he saw the mess on his shoulder. My name is William Cooper, and I have a grudge against Jim Butner. Jim and I had been friends for many years when I lent him $500 that my wife and I needed to move to California. He had promised he would pay it back to me before we moved, but he didn't. I was young. I tried to pay back the money right away. I couldn't. Um, <laughs> a few months went by. I went to California with the intent to pay him. My wife and I had set up aside the $500 to help us move into a place when we first moved into California. By not having the $500, it, mean, it meant we had to move out of the hotel much quicker, find a place much quicker, put a lot of undue pressure on us. I gave the money to his older brother while we were in California to go look for an apartment. I was gonna, I was planning on moving there. And then some trouble happened back east with an ex-girlfriend of mine, and I had to go back. So I left him the money, and there was more than enough money to pay Bill and to look for Again. an apartment. And I called Call him it. up when I got back, and he said that he saw Bill, and he gave him the money, and I thought everything was fine. All the times that we contacted him, week in, week out, trying to get the money back, he never responded. I found out about a year and a half later that Bill never received the money, and his brother had spent it on other things. It's not so much the money as the fact that we had been best friends for a long, long time, and he let me down. He ended up in California. He's got a wife, a child and everything seemed to work out all right. I don't see what the big deal is. Jim, when I get you in the ring, I'm going to pound you. It's not going to be the $500 that matters. It's going to be the friendship that you broke over money. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to hurt you. You're going to be sorry. Bill, if you want to meet me in the ring, bring it on. Work the body in the face. In the face. Both, man. William the Conqueror of Cooper. William the Conqueror of Cooper. William the Conqueror. Maybe it's just me. I was hoping it would be William D.B. Cooper. Jungle Jim Butner. Oh my god. Thank you, Steve. Here in the gallery, there are the nunchucks again. You should have done Jim the Mullet Budner. Oh, see, they called it grudge. They called it grudge. 
once in their lives should get to wear yeah, cause it's, on their heads. It's yeah, it's chocolate. And there's the look of William the Conqueror Cooper. And his friend of 10 years, now ex-best friends, Jungle Jim Butler. And we will be back with the first round of this grudge match right after these messages. Oh, By the way, I want to remind you, we're watching the team from DHL 17. Channel 17 in Philadelphia. Oh, look at the crowd. The crowd's riled up. It's time for the grudge match battle of the ex-best friends. Introducing first in the red corner from St. Paul, Minnesota. He's 5 feet 7 away, 170 pounds. Introducing William, the Conqueror, Cooper. And his opponent across the ring in the blue corner from Westport, Connecticut. Standing 6 feet tall and weighing an even 195 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, Jungle Jim Butner. have a nice clean fight no hitting below the belt any of that stuff uh, if there's any problem during the match at all go to a neutral corner or call it to my attention immediately when the bell rings come out settle your grudge touch gloves come on let's go all right yeah his job is a student that's his job grad student. he's a grad Okay. The a standing eight count of flies. No three knockdown. Only the ref can stop the fight. The fighter cannot be saved by the bell, and the audience chooses the winner. In case you didn't know the rules three. after uh, the, the first the two Ebrens. matches. We're set to go. William the Conqueror Koopa. Well, we're going to see this in a unique way inside the red grudge cam. You're going to see exactly what William the Conqueror Cooper is looking at right here. Ooh, took a hard shot. And he's seeing a lot of leather, but he's throwing some leather right there. Excellent boxing match right here. Jim Buckner with, with a good right hand by Cooper. And a left oh! Left oh! That's the first knockout we've had. Well, Jungle, Jim Buckner going to the canvas. And look at William the Conqueror going after him again. What a clean knockdown he scored, and he's throwing haymakers. William lent to Jim $500 that he never got. Boom. Look at that. He's the smaller man, but I told you they can fight up there. They got to be able to, to withstand them winners. <laughs> and you know from where you talk, right? You're from <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, he's coming in again good. He's going the big haymakers. And I'll tell you, for ex-best friends, you can sure tell it's ex, Steve. Yes, and at the bell, Cooper lands with a left. A straight left to the jaw of Budner. Well, round. no doubt in my mind, William the Conqueror Cooper in the red corner won that boxing, scored a clean knockdown, and it looks like a, a mouse under the eye of Jim Budner there from that left hand he took. Let's go back and look at it. Look at it. Oh! There's the left hand. Whoa! A right followed by a left. Excellent combination, Steve. I don't think you've seen it any better on Showtime. <laughs> that was a clean combination. Absolutely. Here you see it from the grudge cam. Wham! <laughs> wow! What he's looking at is eating canvas. He's looking at the ceiling. 
and <laughs> one and, and, and uh, Teresa Reagan moved on to the two piece. I don't know why you always got to do that. Let's go to the stats and not her stats. William threw 31 punches, landed 17, 55%. Jim, 25, landed 11, 44%. Oh, that was no contest the first round. With that one two punch knockdown. Now that's going to score heavily with the judges. And we're set for round two, as Paul is talking about here. Trash cans contesting wearing trash cans over their heads. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Can we describe what they're wearing? It's a trash can, but they have like pom poms on the uh, top of the trash can. William lent Jim five hundred bucks, and he never got back. William needed the money to move. And there's a very small rectangle cut out so they can see where they're going. Oh, they gotta stop this fight. This is. <laughs> but no, but they can't stop it because the. The, the crowd determines who wins. Oh, yeah, that's true. But this is no contest. There was like a... Oh, no, this is no contest at all at this point. This can's dented. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. This is... This is... No, this is done. Where's the mercy rule? Absolutely. What a great fight for William the Conqueror Cooper. It's so decisive. This trash can broke. Look at it. Look at that. And you can see Pete Steinfeld happy in the corner. And here's the end of the round right here. Look at that. Trash cans ripped apart. There you see the knockdown from another different angle. Man, a ferocious display here by William the Conqueror Cooper. Round three. And that definitely ain't no trash can. Ooh, Teresa Ring shows, showing us how many entries she's been in this podcast. Three. appeal to all the female voters. Oh yes, no, this is you? not going to end well. It's time for round three, tug of war. Contestants have that does not... Oh, that doesn't look like chocolate. There it goes. Now Butler's got the advantage right here with the weight. And he's starting to get William the Conqueror pulled in the... Oh, this is not going to end well. Uh-oh. 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 And he goes down. And they gave each other a high five. There's mud in the eye. Oh! <laughs> and now went down. Oh, fight on. And they fight around him. That could take hours. Absolutely. You know, Panette goes down here. They only got use of half the ring then. There's a front face lock right there being applied by William the Conqueror Cooper. We're getting back into a little wrestling now. They got to go tug of war. Oh, down oh, screw that. Well, Jesse would know. He is from Minnesota. All right, that's it. That's all. Let's see how they're going to score this. Okay, I think we know who won. I, I think the, the, the big question is, What's the percentage, the margin of victory? What oh, do we have? Oh. Okay, what? You can't see this, but everybody has like a button.
A red and a blue one. That's yeah, like, why everybody's all red and blue. Yeah. It, it like, isn't just aesthetics, there's a technical side to this. Yes. Okay, so what do you think the over-under is going to be on the percentage? It's going to be close. For red? Red is going to win with 70... At least 75% of the vote. No, it's going to be 55 no, I think it's going to be 80. I like where Greg's number is at. I was going to say 75, but I think it could be 80. He had three knockdowns in the first two rounds. Three knockdowns in the first two Four if you count John Finette. That is true. And John Finette. Yeah, that, that's an added uh, degree of difficulty. <laughs> did you see what John did? <laughs> He's like, he it like it's or something. With the decision. Right after these words. Oh my gosh. Oh, those Bessie Chuck Taylors. All I can say is, whatever they're paying y'all, it is not enough. If he's got it in the back, here's Michael Buffer. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the official scoring in, and the judges here at ringside have ruled the winner. 60 to 40% is in. Oh! I told you it was going to be close. I told you. Ooh. William the Conqueror Cooper gets his personal satisfaction. He lent Jim. Oh, and he gets the satisfaction of getting a belt from Teresa. Here on the grudge match by virtue of his victory over his friend Jungle Jim Butner. Oh, Jim, I got of course, that's five hundred dollars going in his pocket. Tax free, of course, because boxing, that's one of the one two combinations he floored you with. This is tougher than people think, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> I'm still in shock. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, I'll tell you, William, I had to side with you being a fellow Minnesotan. Everybody from Minnesota can fight. We all know that. Right. And uh, I got to admit, that was one of the finest left-right combinations you threw in the boxing that you floored him with. Excellent boxing. It was a tough fight, though, wasn't it? It was very tough, but I had great training. So... That's all it was. It's my trainer. It was a teamwork. All right. Very good. Now on the grudge match where you shake hands and call the grudge over. All oh. right. There we go, Steve Albert. We've settled another grudge here on the grudge match. Back to you. Thank you very much, Jesse Lavati Ventura. And we'll be back with some closing comments right after these messages. I want to hear what the closing comments yeah, I do too. Like, how do you even close on? I know. Welcome back to the Grudge Match. We're with Paula and Jesse, and you've got flaky bookends here. We have yeah. flakes all over us. Very nice. I'm pretty ashamed to be standing between both of you, really. You should be, and I take that as a compliment. But I'll tell you something, Steve. The best left-right combination we've seen on the Grudge Match by William the Conqueror. Cooper. I love that they have like a cleanup crew in the ring. Like, ugh. In the first two rounds, those guys pretty were they were nasty to each other. They were nasty. Brotherly love. Brotherly. Best. All right, let's recap uh, what you saw here on the grudge match. In the first, it was Captain Kirk Gardner prevailing. There's the captain, and in match number two, Handy Karen Grandy came out. Okay, Karen. And in the third fight, it was the ex-best friends going at it. And as we pointed out, William the Conqueror. He was the best, William the Conqueror. I gotta say, out of all the competitors. So that'll do it for this edition of the Grudge Match for Jesse the Body Ventura. He broke a trash can. He did!
I mean, this is 30 years too late, but here's the info. Who knows what that number is nowadays? Probably a sex line. Probably a dirty line. That's eugenics. But oh, hey, but hey. If you want to get yourself a Grudge Match t-shirt, send $15 check your money order to this address. I have no idea where it leads to now, but there you go. But hey, Teresa's modeling this shirt pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are our final thoughts about the Grudge Match? These are people who were too old for Double Dare, but uh, too old at least physically for Double Dare, but not old enough. Okay, I gotta ask you guys a question. If you remember, in your respective markets, do you remember when this aired? See, this would be 1991, so it would be, um, I would be living in Arizona at the time. And late night Saturdays, we were watching, um, it showed time at the Apollo, so I would not know. Do you remember by chance, Greg? Um, I think this aired on Channel 4 because I, obviously because I was seven, but I have a trade ad that I found from fandom.com. Um, it says, and I'll show you this in the, um, in the screen share right here. All right. Some major stations have a grudge. And I think it's... uh With Genesis, yeah. Because um, Genesis Entertainment distributed it. Yes. So you see WNBC, KABC, and WMAQ, the NBC station out of Chicago. So Yeah, so those are the top three markets right there. WNBC New York, KABC Los Angeles, and WMAQ Chicago. But you remember what time it aired? No idea. I'm guessing maybe sometime after Saturday Night Live, because maybe like right after Showtime at the Apollo, maybe. I don't know. Or it could have been like late after Sunday night, because I know like at. I don't know, like eleven thirty on Channel Four, they would air on Sunday nights the um, George Michael Sports Machine. So maybe after that. Yeah, I was not allowed to stay up that late. So. Okay, that's the reason I asked because here it aired immediately after SNL. So you had SNL ending at one, and then a grudge match from one to two in the morning. So obviously, this looked like it was uh, marketed to be. Late night fair, specifically late nights on Saturday nights. I didn't know if maybe some places showed it uh, in the afternoon or even the uh, early evening on uh, Saturdays or even Sundays, but apparently this is just like late night filler. But it was enjoyable late night filler. Oh, I loved this. As Like I said, I would have been about 16 at the time. It was one of my favorite shows. And yeah, I'd try to s- secretly stay up as late as I could to watch it. Okay, Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. Oh, jeez. Now, I just read on a blog, that this may not be true, but I just read that the ABC station group actually picked up the grudge match to air Saturday nights at 11.30 opposite SNL. 
So if I was living in North Carolina instead of Arizona, it probably would have aired on uh, ABC 11. Probably. But yeah, I would have no idea when it would have aired because, uh, yeah, I was 11 and my mom and dad wanted me in bed by the end of its showtime at the Apollo. Well, I was seven, so there's no way my parents were going to let me stay up to watch this. Your parents let you stay up until the end of its showtime at the Apollo at 11? My parents would get mad. It ended at 11.30. Okay, all right. Okay, that may, yeah, you're West Coast. Well, yeah, you're West Coast at the time. I was going to say, my parents got mad if I stayed up and watched all of SNL, and I was 16, 17 years old at the time. Oh, they didn't, my parents didn't care if I watched all of SNL when I was 16. I will say that uh, the next year when I was 12 and living in Florida at the time, they bumped my curfew up to after weekend update. Well, that's nice of them. Well, at least they let you get to watch whatever Kevin Nealon was talking about on update. Mm-hmm. He was my guy back in the day. Kevin was my first update anchor, so. Might as well. Uh, mine would have been. Would it have been Dennis Miller? No. Oh, no. Dennis Miller was was was, was later. Uh, mine would have been Kevin Nealon, I think. Yeah, so all of us would have been Kevin, so. It, well, the thing is, I'm trying to think who would have done the weekend update in like the 85 season. 85 to 91 was Dennis Miller. Okay, then a year before that, 84. Oh, 84 would have, I think, been maybe, I think Chris Guest might have done update. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with Kevin Neal and then, because I know for sure I saw him. Okay. All right. So there you have it. In all of its glory, again, big special thanks to the uh, folks at our vantage point. Give them a follow on YouTube, listen to their podcast, tell them the boys that it was the thing sent you. Yeah, thank you so much for posting this. Yes. But yes, little break from the uh, pilot month action. But in 1991, battles got really messy. There was no court to settle these grudges. There was only this thing on TV. Indeed it was. Well, we don't have a ring, and we don't have fruit pies being thrown by high Cestas, but we do have a website at itwasathingontv.com where we have all of our previous episodes, all of our uh, live shows, all of our mini-sodes, and of course, all of our socials. We're at It Was A Thing On TV, except on Facebook, because Mark Zuckerberg likes to have a rash. We're there at It Was a Thing on TV podcast. And of course, all of our episodes are also available wherever fine podcasts can be streamed, including YouTube. Remember, like our videos, subscribe to our feed, hit the notification bell. Hey, we actually got a bell this time. Anyway, you hit that notification bell, you will stay updated on all of our future entries. And we have, uh, I believe, Pilot Month comes to a close next week with two sequel series. 
two sequel series. First one has the son of a martial arts legend, who himself would go on to become a legend. And the second one has, well, let's just say, somebody that we know and love and sadly is no longer with us. All I can say is Christine Sullivan in a superhero garb. That happened. It did. And of course, we'll talk about it next time, right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. For Mike, for Greg, I'm Chico. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you next week! Let's get ready for garlic bread!